Good morning and welcome to Manna on Monday here on the 28th. Um, we're rejoicing. Um, I'm, I trust that you are too for this past week and they had the opportunity to give thanks to the Lord. It's good for us to give thanks. This morning we want to pick back up again in Proverbs chapter 26. We left off in, in verses 4 and 5 and you'll understand why when we reread those today. But first we need to pray before we start our way down Proverbs chapter 26. Let's pray. Father, it's in you that we find wisdom and understanding. Lord, fools despise wisdom and understanding. But, Lord, I pray that that's not, that's not us, but what our desire is to know what you have for us. So we invite you to instruct us today from the wisdom, the depth, the confidence of your word to guide us and to keep us in a place where we're attentive, most importantly, to reaching the hearts of people. We're your ambassadors, and so, Lord, help us to act like that, to have hearts like your ambassadors would have. So equip us today, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 26, verses 4 and 5 says this, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Well, it sounds a little redundant, but we have to pay attention to what it's saying because it's the, the proverb is warning us, don't respond to a, a fool in the same way that they've spoken to you. Respond to them with wisdom. For if you don't, they will think themselves to be wise. Paul said it this way, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, he says this, he says, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. So if you've gotten into a discussion with someone, and especially about the things of God's word, um, oftentimes if People have no regard for God's word. Um, what's going to happen is, is they're going to come back and they're going to be hostile towards the word because simply it confronts our sin. And man doesn't want to deal with his sin. But God says, <clears throat> represent me as my ambassador, one who reflects my heart. Well, that's what Paul does. He goes on and he tells us, this is how you reflect God's heart. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. So the first thing we have to recognize is, man, when I'm tempted to enter into a quarrel, it's like God would not have me to do that. It's just saying, whoa, wait a minute, take that breath of Jesus that... and think... Think and consider what is it that God would have you to respond to when someone speaks to you in a, a manner, especially about your faith, that's, that's hostile, that's incorrect, that's full of emotion and drama. 
It says the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, so don't enter into a quarrel with them, but be kind to everyone. Recognize, oh, that um, they don't know, and so we can't expect them to know. But what we do want to do is we want to get them thinking. So in order to get a person who is does not understand the Bible, thinks that they do, takes the Bible out of context, has all kinds of criticism towards the Bible, those are foolish people. They don't understand. And so we have to see them with the same eyes that, that Christ sees them as. And so he says, be kind to everyone, able to teach. Oh, there's the great clue. It says, my goal is, is to help teach them. Well, I'm not going to tell them what they need to know. No, I've got to ask questions to get them to think about what they believe is true and consider, is that correct or not? Is asking questions is imperative in order to help someone gain a greater understanding of the truth of God's word. It says, patiently enduring evil. You know, God's bondservants have to endure evil. We, that means that when we, when we are in the process of teaching someone about God and his salvation, then oftentimes we're met with hostility, with anger, with frustration. Um, and they might even say all kinds of evil things about you. But don't let that get to distract you from, from the opportunity that God has given to you. But correct your opponents with gentleness. You know, if, if they're not understanding, what we want to do is we want to continue in that heart of correcting them with gentleness. Because of this, God perhaps may, that God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth. You see, we can't lead them to the knowledge of the truth. Only God can do that. God brings man to his senses, right? But it says, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been captured by him to do his will. You see, there's a lot of people in religion, and people that are in religion, all they hear is religion. All they're told is religion. They're told how to think. They're not taught how to think for themselves. They're not taught to question and to consider what is truth. But God's word does not fear investigation whatsoever. It says, no, go ahead. Examine it closely. Because our goal is to win them, win their hearts, um, that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, that they might recognize that what they have bought into is a lie from the enemy. He's deceived them, and it actually refers to as being a snare. And we understand what a snare is. A snare is something that's very difficult to see, and you're just going your own way, you know, not being distracted or anything, And but yet the snare is there, and all of a sudden you walk through it and like an animal snare, and it's pulls around the neck of, a, of an animal. And of course, the harder that an animal pulls, the tighter that the snare gets, you know? And, and, and so there's only a couple of ways to be able to get free from a snare. One is unfortunately death, but two is that another would come and set you free. Well, that's exactly what God does when it comes to understanding the two most important things about this Bible and, and what they are is who is God, because this Bible is going to teach you about who that is, and what is his plan of salvation. 
Isaiah chapter 43, 44, 45, 46 are perfect places to be able to go to learn more about what God says about who he is. Um, but the whole point is, is after being captured by him to do his will, you see, what they don't understand is, is that they're doing the will of the enemy when they're being critical of God's word as fools who um, are trying to defend a faith but yet criticize God's word. Hey, we're going to pull up right there. Um, next week, we're going to jump into verses 6 through 11, or actually, yes, yeah, 6 through 12. Um, but God bless you, and we'll look forward to spending time with you next week.